You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to CLNS Media Headquarters in East Boston, everybody. This is Drags. I'm joined by Jimmy Toscano. We're talking Al Horford and the perceived struggles of the big man who signed a four-year, $113 million contract. Uh, We always got to mention that. We do because that's part of the equation with Big Al. And let's face it, Al Horford, when he goes into a bit of a slump, Everybody around here panics. I don't get it because, you know, we have the opportunity to watch the Celtics up close mm-hmm. quite often. And, we, and when you watch basketball, when you watch the Celtics, when the Celtics are going well, offense flows through Al Horford. This shouldn't surprise anybody that Al Horford goes through a five-game stretch where he was shooting 31% and averaging just over seven points a game. It shouldn't surprise everybody, but not everybody watches the games as closely or as often as right. maybe you do or I do. I don't get to all the games, so I will watch some on TV just like any other fan or any other, any other NBA know-it-all, whatever. And I can see times where Horford is maybe a little bit more passive than he should be. And I have people who know that I cover the team and they say, what's the deal with Horford? He doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't take control of the game. He doesn't do this. It really hasn't been who he has been over his career, and I think that's maybe what people thought they were getting when the Celtics signed him and when they see the dollar figure. But that being said, the game against Houston, I totally think that criticism was deserved. And I think Al Horford thinks that criticism was deserved because he came on said after the game, you know, I need to play better. And that was his worst game as a Celtic, especially plus-minus-wise. I think it was minus, minus 22. Minus 22. So Correct. that's deserved criticism. When you are a superstar or a star athlete in Boston, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, you get criticized. Well, you David get Ortiz criticized, got Jimmy, criticized. Tom Brady get gets paid. criticized. That's exactly. why. Exactly. But there are a lot of people out there that say – he shouldn't get criticized. He does so many things well. Who cares that he put up seven points on, you know, two of 12 shooting and six rebounds? He, you know, had 17 hockey assists tonight. Well, this isn't hockey. And unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I see where those people are coming from. But I also see where the casual fan is coming from. They're like, why isn't he putting up 20 and 10 every single night? All you have to understand about the Celtics is you talk to the players, you talk to Brad Stevens. Without Al Horford, they are completely different Agreed. offensively. And they lose a huge weapon defensively. People totally overlook how consistent he is on the defensive end, defending wings. But lately you can say, okay, well, where's the defense been over the last stretch? I mean, going into the, going into the uh, all-star break, they were playing like crap. And now coming out of it, they're winning, but they're giving up 120 points, 110 points, all these things. Where's that defensive player of the year, Al Horford, that people were talking about? Right. Remember that, all that yep. talk? Yep. Now you're not really hearing any. Oh, what? I don't hear anybody saying that. Now, I'm not an Al Horford basher, but I'm just saying I see where these people are coming from, where they want Al, if you want Al Horford to be the facilitator on offense and that glue guy on defense along with Smart, 
then they shouldn't be giving up 100 plus points per game. Here's the deal, Jimmy. People have and to he's accept. He's going to be scoring up close to 20. People have to accept what Al Horford is. He's what one, is he? He is one of the most versatile all-around big men in the NBA. That's what he is. And he, and points and the statistics. He's not Draymond Green. No, but he's a totally different player than Draymond he's getting Green. Draymond he's, Green. Not, he's getting money. He's getting superstar money, so people want to see those numbers. Now, in the playoffs, people are going to focus on who? He Kyrie does Irving. not have Draymond Green's supporting cast, please. No, he doesn't, but, that's, but he still needs to be able to put up numbers like that because when they zone in on Kyrie in the playoffs and when Marcus Smart goes two for 12, you're going to need a guy like Al Horford to come in. He's going to have I to think give he will. you 20. I, I think he's going to give I, you that, 15 to 17 points and, a game and in I the playoffs. And I think that's where this ends up because I think that – like. Yeah, you can criticize Horford, but I think you have to operate under the assumption that when it matters down the stretch and going into the playoffs, that's when you count on your veterans, and he's as veteran as they come. He's been there. He's done that. He's in his second year with the team now. There's no more learning curve, I don't think, in terms of getting acclimated. It's him and Kyrie. They're going to have to lean on those veterans down the stretch. And then you've got your guys like Tatum and Brown, sure, but it's going to come down to Horford. He's going to really have to step things up, I think, down the stretch. There. Well, and people forget that last year, if it weren't for Isaiah Thomas stealing the show, Al Horford was the most important player on the Celtics in the playoffs. I think that's going to happen again this year, and this five-year stretch is going to be completely forgotten. That'll wrap it up for this Celtics talk. I'm Mike Petralia. That's Jimmy Toscano here in East Boston. Hey everyone, Jimmy T here from the Gadden Report. And if you're like me, you're always looking for ways to cram a healthy lifestyle into a busy schedule. And that's why I've incorporated RX bars into my diet. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX bars actually do taste delicious. They created a bar made from real whole food ingredients that actually taste better than anything else out there. And I'm a protein bar guy. No fillers, no additives, no chemicals, and no added sugar. Guys, you can actually pronounce these ingredients. And here they are. Three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds. The egg whites for the protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture, bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself a protein bar. Comes in 11 different flavors. Uh, you can like the sweet, maybe you like some chocolate, some fruit. I go blueberry, but I'll also mix in a chocolate chip if I have a sweet tooth. Guess what, they're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free, so if you get that going on, you're good. Good for breakfast on the go, little snack at the office. Personally, I throw it in my gym bag, eat it after a nice workout, no big deal. So listen up. For 25% off your first order, just go to rxbar.com slash CLNS. When you get there, enter the promo code CLNS at checkout, and you'll get 25% off your order, and you can thank me later. Nick Gelso joined by Jared Weiss here in our East Boston studios, and we're talking Celtics, brother. Boston Celtics have put together some real basketball since the All-Star break. What's gone differently, Jared? What is Brad Stevens doing differently? Well, what he's doing is he's playing Marcus Smart, who is good, and they missed him. And their defense went from being, I'd say, decent to yeah. mediocre without him to now being kind of a juggernaut defense again. They are physical with teams on the perimeter. That was something that they were really missing and really needing. And they just have consistency again. And I think a big part of it is that even though Daniel Tice has been hurt and hasn't played in a couple games, uh, they are back to a core rotation of veteran guys. Right. And Rogier, Smart, Marcus Morris, and Greg Monroe now Monroe, are filling yeah. out the four guys in their core rotation. They're back to being kind of like a playoff-level team mm -hmm. by playing a playoff-level rotation. Monroe, I mean, here's a guy a lot of people were saying, how is he going to fit into the Brad Stevens system? Against the Rockets, Celtics lost, dropped that game, but it was a great – it was one of the best games of the season. Monroe had played a big part. 
Where does he fit in? How is he fitting in? And why is it working? I wouldn't even say he fits into the Brad Stevens system necessarily, <laughs> but they're figuring it out. Uh, so when they first brought him in, they were like, Greg, we're just going to post you up. By the way, his, his nickname is Greg. Greg. I think it's one of the best things. His it name is? is Greg, but his nickname is now Greg. Oh, okay. And that's a, that's a Celtics Twitter joke there for you. <laughs> his nickname is really Moose. But so Moose, when right. they first got Moose, they were either posting him up or once in a while trying to run pick and roll. Posting him up was too obvious. Teams are double teaming. Now they're finding more creative ways to post them up. One of the things that they're doing that's unique is that they try to post them up and they use that as a fake out to keep the defense Stevens distracted. Stevens is big on decoys like that. Yeah, he loves that. And, and posting up is now a good way to decoy. So they had a couple plays where they were trying to do a pick and roll on the side near where he's posting up. And there were too many defenders in a tight space. They were able to use his post up as a distraction to allow the guys hitting the screen, which was usually Marcus Morris, to get a free roll to the hoop, able to get a, a wide open layup. Too, yeah, so wrong. they can give the ball to him, and he can either pass out of that, or he can try to score out of it, or he can be used as a decoy. They're finding ways to kind of get creative there. Yeah, and you're touching on offense a bit. We already talked defense. The difference in the offense, obviously, Monroe is helping off the bench, and Kyrie's been out of his mind. Early on, especially. He's always been out of his mind. Right. I kind of like that about him, though. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what is happening offensively that you see them getting into a groove? What is Stevens doing differently? I, I just think, like, at the All-Star break, he buried himself in film and tape and came back with a new game plan. Do you see changes? It's like you walked out of the room and it's just, like, tape covered yeah, all yeah, over yeah, him, man. tangled in his buried hair. Buried in tape. That'd be a great meme. That'd be a great meme. There's already <laughs> so many. But I think a big thing is that Rogier is a yes. really competent part of the offense now. And uh, he was good going into that, that run where he started and played like Michael Jordan, basically. <laughs> I say that jokingly, and not even though I'm not smiling. But when he had that little stint there, and Jelso would eventually laugh, when he had that stint, <laughs> delayed. that, I think, enabled him to not only have the confidence in his game, but the rhythm where he was able to be out there with the main unit be out there long enough that he started to kind of figure out what are his comfort zones. And now you're seeing him really good handling the ball and running some pick-and-roll stuff. He's shooting off the catch and off the dribble really well right now. He attacks the lane comfortably. I think you're seeing now the complete Rogier game really forming. In four minutes or less, Jared Weiss broke down everything going right for the Celtics. So I want one answer, one word, one word, while we wrap. Smart or Rozier if Danny Ainge had to get rid of one or move one? Neither. That's not an answer. No, I was kidding. Uh, Rogier probably because he's such a comprehensive all-around player, even though smart, what he does defensively is almost unmatched in the NBA. Rogier is a complete two-way player, or he's getting pretty close to it at this point. I'm Nick Gelso. He's Jared Weiss. He's taking Terry Rozier, and that's it. We're going to wrap from East Boston. We'll catch you next time at the Garden.